to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. 337 on your drive home. Well, sometime this summer, the sale of cannabis will be legal across Canada. And there are going to be a lot of companies hoping to bogart the attention of smokers. It's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes down because, as is the case for cigarette manufacturers, cannabis companies will not be able to advertise in the traditional manner. So how will they get their names across? How will they establish their branding? Our guest is a brand strategy consultant. He knows a thing or two about branding. Mark Stoiber also is an entrepreneur and the author of the book, Didn't See It Coming. Hi, Mark. Hey, happy to be back. Thanks. Uh, Cold day. It is freezing out there. Before we get into the branding of marijuana products, you say the biggest problem facing these new companies right now, uh, some of whom are on the TSX, these companies, is that they face a pot shortage. There's a shortage? Yeah, that's just the thing. That's what's so surprising. But this is an industry that's coming out of the black market. And, uh, you know, it's coming out of the shadows. And so there's this, this uncomfortable gray zone time that we're in right now where they're starting to become legal, but they need more grow ops. They need more warehouses where they can grow good weed uh, legally and become licensed producers where the licenses is in short supply. Uh, the government's being kind of tight about that. But we're, we're at a time right now where everybody is going whole hog into production. We need more weed. And uh, that's what I thought was really surprising. I just came off my second uh, gig working with uh, medic- with marijuana company. So I've done a couple of these now. And I, I thought that would never be the problem. I, I can't that's remember the last, the last time I've seen. We live in BC. This is the home yeah. of BC bud. I'm surprised yeah. it's a shortage. Yeah, there's, there is a shortage of weed that goes to the dispensaries. You've got, uh, you know, prices hovering at around $7 a, a gram. And uh, what's going to happen, I believe, though, as we get closer and closer to the legalization, which they're talking about this summer, could be a little bit later, but what's going to happen, production is going to ramp up, the facilities are going to get built, they are going to start harvesting, the quality is going to be great, and you're going to see an abundance of supply, maybe not an overabundance, but what's going to happen, commodity market, they're going to be like plastic bags, it's going to be cheap. So you're going to see the prices start to get driven down. I can't help but think that there's uh, at least one or two people right now driving in their car saying, no, nonsense. There are dozens and dozens of cannabis um, growers Mm -hmm. here on Mm -hmm. the island, Mm -hmm. all the way up island, Mm -hmm. growing the most fabulous weed, Mm -hmm. and that there is no shortage. There is a shortage. There There is is a shortage, yeah. And... uh, it's it's you know it's not something where you go well I can I can go and get it anywhere I want it's true, but if they want to ramp it up and turn it into something like beer, there's not enough of it right not right now there's enough to supply the people who are already you know medicating or doing it for rec use, uh, but to bring in and turn this into a mainstream market well, what, type thing what kind of pot party do you have in store for us come August I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic do you think that, uh, that well, okay in your estimation you're, you're working in this industry a little bit um, what sort of increase are, you, are we looking at as far as smoking goes well you know what it's not smoking what I'm looking at is how this is going to become Tylenol I'm looking at how this is going to become Budweiser 
And I, that's where I see it going. So I, uh, right now, l- l- latest news, there's a company out of Markham, Ontario called Med Relief. They're doing a couple of pretty remarkable things. One of the things they're doing to get their name brand out is they're partnering with a- Amsterdam Brewing in Toronto and they're co-marketing. Now, it's not going to have cannabis in the beer, but it is co-branded. But I can see the market for uh, energy drinks. I can see the market for pills. You know, if you're if you're sore and you take an Advil before you go skiing, well, why not just take a, a CBD pill? It has the same effect, doesn't get you high, but it eases muscle strain. So that's where I see this going. Should the pharmaceuticals, uh, these uh, companies, be bare, et cetera? Should they be worried? I think they are worried. I think they're blocking where they can, and I also think they're diving into it headfirst. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of sort of, I think there's a big barrier right now with doctors where the doctors are saying, no, nah, you know, there's no clinical trials. And there aren't. It's a brand new industry, right? I mean, not that long ago, it was being sold off the back alley by Hell's Angels. So now it's coming out of the shadows. But to tell a doctor, listen, prescribe this stuff, he goes, well, first, what stuff do I prescribe? Is it indica, sativa? Is it a THC? Is it a CBD? What percentage? Where's the strain from? Who grew it? How do I know? And those are all legitimate questions. And the pharma industry has had a long time to get the answers to those questions when it comes to drugs like, say, opioids. They can control it. They can regulate it. It's been trialed. And so people feel safer. But that To some people, they go, well, that's a problem with marijuana. And I go, no way, man. That is an opportunity with marijuana because once we get the trials done, this is going to be a gong show. It's going to be wonderful as far as branding goes, and it's going to be the Wild West. You mentioned that company out of Toronto, Mm -hmm. Amsterdam Brewing, but you didn't mention the the very catchy name of the, the company's new pale ale. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, the 420. The 420. There's there's a great brand right there. There's a lot of mythology around 420. It's kind of disappointing to think of a whole bunch of high school kids just going, hey, it's 420, let's go toke up. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot more mythology going on there. Well, what do you know about 420? What do I, I know? I, I just know that that's April 20th. You celebrate uh-huh. 420 Day. Yeah. And somewhere down in mythology, people used to get stoned at 4.20 in the afternoon. That's all That's what I it know. was. That's what it was. Why yeah, it was four, about, Why 4.20? I don't know, because the school five, bell eight, rang. Is that right? I think that's when the school bell rang. I don't know. I was playing football. Well, well there you go. Token up with you. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was in the back alley. Monsters you know, yeah, exactly. listening to your oh, rock come and roll on. and your... So, but let's Short let's pants. talk about the, what's got me excited about marijuana is the future. You know, I I'm not an expert in the past, but I am excited about the future where this is all going. And uh, there are some companies out there. Do you know? Have you ever walked into a dispensary and taken a look at all the I different haven't. strains of marijuana? I have, in fact. You it's know, you mind boggling. It's mind boggling. Can you imagine your mom? walking in there. (laughs) No, I cannot. Exactly. And that is where I see the market. I see boomers who are curious, but scared, standing outside a dispensary going, what do I do? I have arthritis. My knees hurt. I've heard this stuff might work, but they're all hippies and weirdos. I can't, it's, I have to pay with cash. And you know, I, it's, it's, it's funny, but you know, you get inside the industry and I think they don't, a lot of folks don't even see the problem. When you call the medicine Hindu Kush, or Golden Haze, or Master Kush, or Purple Wreck, or, you know, <laughs> Bubblegum, or Red Purple Dragon. Wreck. Can you can you imagine your mom going in and saying, yeah, I'll have, I'll have a couple grams of Red Dragon? I don't think so, Again, right? Again, I cannot. No, but it's one of those things. You go, the branding opportunities for making things simple for mom, who is using a lot of medication, are absolutely limitless. 
348 on your drive home. We're talking about marijuana and how companies will brand their products once cannabis is legalized for sale in this country sometime this summer. Our guest is brand strategy consultant Mark Stoiber. Mark, let's talk about the, the stigma. You had just placed my mother in a, um, uh, in a cannabis dispensary, mm-hmm. all confused, not looking, uh, not looking very uh, comfortable, mm-hmm. and not knowing what to look for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting because uh, working in this sector... We said, well, who do we want to appeal to? We want to appeal to the people who feel like they've been left outside the dispensary. You know, uh, folks who are uh, 20s, 30s, they're, they're in there, they're going, hey, man, it's, it's totally normal. But my mom, who has arthritic knees and could use some of this stuff, would be standing outside. She doesn't have a clue, and she's scared. And there was a wonderful study that was done. It was a, I believe it was supported by the Canadian government. And they came up with a wonderful acronym now, you know, the acronym uh, sounds a little bit uh, cliche, but it's HASH, H-A-S-H. And it stands for high. Will this stuff get me high? Now, I'm 65 years old. I don't want to be high when I take medication for my arthritic knees. Right. Am I going to get high? Acquisition. Where do I buy this? Remember, this is mom, and, and she is still of the generation where she goes, this is being sold on the street corner by Hell's Angels. It's not her scene, Right. right? Uh, stigma, is she going to be regarded or looked down upon in her circle of friends? You know, is, is she too much of an outsider? Is she looking like a hippie? Is she looking irresponsible? And finally, how? And I think this is one of the big ones. How do I actually take this stuff? So H-A-S-H, those four stigmas are the things that are holding people back, especially folks who are in the boomer generation and folks who have never tried this stuff, you know, myself included. I, I, I never did this when I was in, in college and stuff. I was always a beer guy. But so you stand outside and you kind of go, I don't really get it. And am I going to look stupid? And that's where the brand opportunities exist. There's a company out of the States, and I recommend everybody check this out. They're called Candescent, C-A-N-N-D-E-S-C-E-N-T. Now, I didn't work for these guys, so there's nothing in it for me. But they have turned marijuana into a luxury lifestyle product. And it will blow your mind when you see the way they package this stuff. But the genius of Candescent is that they take away that confusion and scariness. You know, I talked about Golden Haze and Purple Wreck. And they package marijuana based on the effect you're looking for. They have four types of marijuana. There's Calm. There is cruise, there is create, and there is charge. Calm for chilling out in the bathtub on a Friday night or Sunday afternoon. Cruise when you're going out and you just want to have that sense of motion. Create the artistic marijuana. And charge when you're working out hard and you really, really want to get pumped up. So what they've done is taken this thing and made it so that somebody who is 50 years old, 60 years old, and goes, I don't know a purple dragon from a blue cow, you know? and, and, and made it so that they go, yeah, I just want to chill, you know, and, and I know what I'm going to get. It's so like that would be calm. Yeah. So it's like having it's like having a beer, you know, you go or alcohol where you say, you know what? It's party time. There's tequila or it's Sunday afternoon football time. There's Budweiser. We all know what that is. 
But what Candescent did right was start to package it based on effect that people are looking for. And I think that's going to help. You think that'll be a trend? I think it's going to be a trend because I tell you, you cannot sell Red Dragon to Grandma. Well, there's a company... Yeah, you're right. And I don't think you could sell it to Marky because no. I don't know what Red, if Red Dragon no. would mean. Calm, cool, yeah. cruise, create, charge. I don't know what Red Dragon would be. Maybe it's like you go out of your mind. Yeah. Kind of stuff. I don't know. And that's there's that worry, right? There's the sure. worry of... How do, I, how do I take it and the stigma and will I get high? The last thing you want if you have sore knees after playing a big game of basketball, the last thing you want is to be off your tree. Yeah. You know, that just isn't... Uh, no, and how not do on. you know? Yeah. There's a company out of Portland, Oregon. It's called Potency. Are you familiar with this nope. company? Uh, it says this on its website. A company's name sets the tone for its brand. It should be memorable, informative, and unique. It should also resonate with the people... Uh, you are trying to reach. Mm -hmm. And this company out of Portland, it specializes, and it has for more than a decade now, on uh, naming companies who sell weed. That's a it's a brilliant niche, and their call their name is called Potency, and, I mean, which you, is a great name for them. And and you look at yeah, you look at that. There's some amazing names out there. For example, Candescent is a wonderful, classy, ladies sort of brand, high end. You've got Tweed, you know, which is kind of ironic. And they are a Tweed very, is a small town in Ontario. Tweed is not too far from Tweed Ottawa. is what Prince Charles wears, right? It's That's pretty right. ironic. Yeah. Uh, then you've got you've got uh, Snoop. You've got Snoop Dogg's brand. You've got Marley. What's that called? Snoop. Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then all the way over into the very very big generic ones. Like my friend worked on a brand called Suniva. He helped come up with the name for them. And uh, Suniva. Suniva. What does okay. that sound like? Well, to me, that sounds uh, very medicine-y. Doesn't it? It sounds like something where you're not quite sure of the side effects, but there's a long list of disclaimers. Yeah. Right? Suniva. So you, you see them staking out ground here. Yeah. Uh, there's a wonderful company called Canopy. Uh, there's yep. one called Broken Coast, which is a great company out here on the coast. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of fun. Is, there, still one, is there one called Wrecked? I'm not. I'm not like, sure you know, about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, you know, I'm not wrecked, sure about that because it seems to me some very high potent. Actually, pot yes, yes. Wrecked would probably be taken. I would think. Yes, and yes. That's actually, not what you want to do before you go to church. Well, it all depends, right? It all depends. Or some who family you gathering or something. No, this no. Is, which I don't know when you want to do wrecked. No, it's not you, uh, and it's not, not me. Not for me. I'm sure there's a few guys on Wreck Beach who just wouldn't mind that. But <laughs> you know, I, I think I go a little more towards the uh, towards the uh, candescent. So how much uh, uh, in, in a bit of a position will these companies be when they cannot advertise? Uh, the way companies can to sell other products, an automobile, a bag of chips, uh, cereal. You, they won't be able to advertise like that. That is the million-dollar question. That is exactly what we ran into on this last project I was involved in. Uh, you go out there and you can't really talk to doctors. You can't really talk to patients unless they sign up and say, yes, market to me. You can't put a billboard out. And one of the things that I was kicking and screaming about, I used to work on pharma a lot. And the rules were very, very complex, and it was hard to get an ad out. That's why you have, for example, you know, Viagra. Ask your doctor, what does it do? I don't know. It could, it, I could use it for plugging holes in the wall or so. I don't know. But you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that, but at least they're clear. In the field of marijuana, especially medical marijuana, nobody knows. They'll tell you, well, go out and do something, and then if we don't like it, we'll fine you. 
Yeah. And it's that's no way to run, uh, you know, a regulatory industry. With a lot of people concerned that this rollout, pardon the expression, but this rollout has been rushed, mm-hmm. uh, and that the Trudeau government is just doing this because it's a it's a promise from the campaign trail. Um, a lot of people are concerned. Uh, police won't know what to do, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Are you concerned from a marketing standpoint that companies will have missteps, that they might break some laws they're not even familiar with? Yes. That they will do things that they may not have done otherwise? Because this seems to be really rushed. It. I, I think that there is going to be, if you look at it as a problem, there will be a problem. If you look at it as an opportunity, you look at it as an opportunity. I think there is going to be an opportunity to try stuff, get away with stuff, get busted on some things that you're doing wrong where you sidestep. And it's an evolving industry, which makes it very, very fun. When was the last time? I mean, the internet. That was the last time you saw an industry basically invented out of nothing. And so, yeah, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be court cases. There's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. But it's not going to stop. Right. It's just going to present lots of opportunities to learn from the mistakes of others try to find a market that isn't being served, that might be fearful, and figure out how to build a brand and just th- for them. And you think that that market might be uh, seniors? I think there's a huge market in seniors. But who are seniors? There's lady seniors. There's gentlemen seniors. There is baby boom young seniors. There is older boomer seniors. You know, there are seniors that just have a weak knee. There are seniors who are... Uh, who have a very, very bad chronic condition. So there's all color of seniors, too. But I think they're the folks who are medicating the most. They're the folks who are taking the doctor's orders. And I think they're also the folks who are starting to wake up and go, this opium stuff is kind of nasty. Right. I wonder if there's an alternative. We shall see. We'll see. I'm very excited. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me again. Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant, entrepreneur, and author of Didn't See It Coming. You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast for brands that learn from the past, look to the future, 